0: Okay, good morning again. Let's start off with a prayer and then we will hop into it, okay? Father, thank you for our <clears throat> day this morning. Thank you for uh, a good night's rest. Hopefully, pray that we would have a fruitful conversation this morning. Pray that we would have a, a day of um, worship together that uh, reflects and honors you. Pray that you'd be with each of us as we in our lives and uh, individually and collectively so we ask that you would bless us with uh, guidance and wisdom in all things. Thank you for Jesus thank you for his forgiveness thank you for his grace and mercy and the uh, generous love that you have poured out through him in this world and that we're definitely recipients of we pray that we might uh, continue to be the pattern that uh, you provided for us uh, so that we might uh, be blessings to others as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I will um, start off and then we'll um, let everyone have their <coughs> time. Okay, so let's see, we had um, i I'll Tend to uh, Grady's email at the beginning here we had. Let me see where you are. Okay, so uh, there was a suggestion that we have open form question and answer, maybe with a meal, congregational meal, to answer that any last questions regarding the elder candidate selection installation process. So I'm going to give... Let that, do you want to expand on that? or
1: No, I, I just had a conversation. There was a person that thought that, you know, maybe this 8 o'clock time is not convenient. Uh, uh, maybe uh, people uh, would just like to have a question as a period so that everybody could feel as though they're Informed about what is what is going on. You know, there's there's families here with small children. Uh, there's families that, for various reasons, whether it's uh, geography or whatever, that they just can't be here today. So maybe they would like to just ask some well thought out questions to the candidates and to the and to you and know, Dalton about what the process is so that going forward we won't have any feelings uh, that this was something that was uh, just done without a tremendous amount of uh, engagement. So that's it. I like
0: it. What's that? (coughs) Uh, You like that? Yeah.
1: questions before we uh, if we need to think of other things to do before the installation of elders. We don't want to just install the, we don't want to go through the process of the installation of elders and then people be um, have some lingering worries or questions.
2: These are people that didn't want to Meet with us individually, I'm assuming. No, no, that was just a perception
1: from somebody. I mean, I, we have encouraged people to meet with us individually, <coughs> and also to come to us.
2: No, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just, I was just asking.
3: Uh, important, very important to <coughs> find the uh, journalists who are really to shoot, find out what they really think and feel. It's a scary thought <coughs> for people who are not as strong in their faith or strong in being able to speak up or feel like um, they may create some kind of a dissonance or a relationship problem if they do confront you. I mean, a mature person is very aware that, just like a parent that child have a child, may be very fearful of telling your dad or mom that they're saying that they're doing something wrong. It takes tremendous amount of humility and grace and gentleness to find out and create the, the space and Environment for that child to speak up so they're not threatened. They're not going to just readily come like that. That's the nature of those who are mature versus those who are immature. You have to go after them. And you do have to go after them because you want to know where they really stand and how they feel. And if that means giving them a couple of questions about yourself like <clears throat> do you feel really <coughs> confident that I can lead this church in a spiritual direction on what's scale. Um, you guys had a, a survey for time. How about doing one for yourselves? That really gets to the bottom of, of those hard questions. Do How how strongly do they feel is your knowledge of the Word of God? How strongly do they feel that you know God or walking with Him?
4: I think you have some, some really valid points. I, <clears throat> if, if we're talking about You know, someone who doesn't have the confidence or the maturity to come out and and ask those questions because they're worried about how it might come across, or they're worried about the relationships. I don't feel that in a public forum that they're going to then ask those questions. Mm -hmm. So, But I think you were going to say something. Let me just put more context around
5: the discussion and, and where that comment came from, where my comment came from. Uh, to you, Grady, the um, so, um, so Brady, the, the core of our conversation is really around um, leadership and how um, it imprints its sphere of influence and how um, sphere of influence can imprint on leadership. And, um, it, and so the, the comment, from what I recall, the context around it was, you know, um, you posed a question about, or a comment about, just attendance to the eight o'clock, and, um, and communicating by email to others to kind of, um, I guess, encourage, um, and where I was trying to come from is that um, leadership and spirit influence can project onto the audience to um, to describe priority, um, urgency. Um, it imprints um, you know, what's important, and um, you know if if the audience um, is not um, suited for o'clock, then you find another path. Um, the leader the leader tries to um, bridge that gap. Not in a, um, not in a, like it's not passive leadership. It's it's
1: an active, right. um, it, it shifts direction. So what I wanted to do then is, if there were people who couldn't be the sure. us, you know, I would make an announcement or anybody in this group to make and uh, and encourage people strongly uh, to come with questions and. Since our eight o'clock attendance has been low, um, we would be happy to make another opportunity for them to what about like after
3: after, yeah, or after. that's you
5: know, whatever you know whatever <coughs> the mechanism is that,
3: sure you know to me it's
5: like that's kind of beside the sub point. Is the, the point is active search. Um in the, the latter part about expediting um, I'm, I'm not sh- for me, I'm not sure that um, the conversation has gotten to that point yet. There's still a lot of um, you know, I, I don't know how long we talk about um, not, not we, the two of us, but in a broader sense, um, able to teach. And it, there's like it, it comes across to me what I'm hearing is that there's still a perception of, Paul's writing Timothy about finding someone who's willing to um, substitute in for a Bible class or something. And like, that's that's not that's not what, what they're talking about. Um, eldership, leadership is responsible for um, the coherent um, guiding of a um, from youngest to oldest for uh, the purpose of continuity of... Um, God's church, his, his, his presence, his imprint on the world. Um, you know, does that mean that elders are teaching um, kindergarten? Maybe, but that's not really the point. It's um, how does the eldership lead the church in, um, in word and in deed so that uh, the church is able to act as that body of Christ. Um, that, you know, that effectively, um, you're helping with the imprint of Christ's leadership onto the church so that it goes not the So the discussions about able to teach and, you know, if I'm called on to do it or if I have to sub in like that's you know, we're, we're kind of far from what we're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
6: May I add that uh, I've met individually with um, Mark Green and Jeff and I, um, openly I'll tell you it, was, it took a lot of courage for me to do that I was scared to death and I had I spent a week in prayer I called a, a dear friend and, who fasted for me um, I went through scriptures I, I put together what I wanted to say and spent a lot of time with my family in prayer before meeting uh, because it's so important and I didn't want to To make sure that that what I said that was what God wanted me to say, and that Satan wasn't involved, and I didn't want to hurt anybody, I didn't want to cause any trouble. I want to only just do what is good and right and helpful to the church, to people. And uh, you know, I've been a Christian for a long time. Um, I'm not saying that I'm just super mature. I'm just saying that. A lot of people haven't been Christians as long as I have. And to, to come to somebody and confront them is not easy. It's very, very difficult. And and what Kenny was saying, what Andy was saying, how you can bridge that, how you can provide a means for people to do that, it's difficult to do, but it, that's if people are going to be able to come and talk about things, then there has to be some... do that and to feel like there aren't going to be, well, there could be serious repercussions. You know, that you could be upset and cut off a relationship and say, well, forget it. I'm not, you're out of my life. I don't want you around anymore. And, and you have to be willing, I have to be willing to say, okay, can I
7: and get people to speak up about what they need, you know, whether they need encouragement or whether they need tools to do their job or whatever. And it is really, really hard. You know, they have
3: Any repercussion, and that's work that you have to do with them. That means you're going to be a target. I don't know what that was about on there. You're not a target, yes, you are. Paul is a target, they were all targets. I'm not sure what that meant. I see. see So, so what does that look like? like they are. And, but I'm, I'm getting, trying to get
7: in the practical way to do that. Are you suggesting that we all go to each person in the
3: congregation and say, here's where I'm weak? And what, how, how exactly does yes, that Yes, there is no shortcut because spiritual leadership is not corporate leadership. There's no money driving it. Why should they follow you? They're going to follow you because you are modeling, and, Christ in a way that they want want to emanate, they want to uh, mimic, because they see that in you. And you're the kind of person that is both humble and ready to disclose, am I aligned? And I'm like James 4, 17 says, I, I, there's things that I ought to do, the good I do that I don't even do. And, and be, on, be on the same table. You have to establish that. Uh, in a way you are evangelizing, converting every person you're with. Paul didn't take that for granted. He's a way of appealing to appeal into every one of them and, and proving his trustworthiness and suffers for them. 2 <laughs> Timothy 3.12 makes it really very clear, and this is not just about leadership, because Paul says, in fact, everyone wants to live a godly, righteous life will suffer persecution. But there's another element. Every every parent suffers to help a child. They all bent out of shape trying to communicate and help. Mm-hmm. And, and if the child is, maybe they got a very weak child in terms of mental capacity. You know, we were afraid that when the came along that he might be that. We're prepared for all these extremes. How do we deal with it? Or you may have a guy who's super sharp and you've got to run like crazy, to keep up with them, because they've got to be challenged, they've got to be disciplined, etc., etc. And and that means reading each person where they're at and being, and, and making it very clear you're there to be their servant. Now, you're gonna leave yourself open to being stepped on. There is no shortcut to that. This is not corporate leadership. And if they see you doing that for them, they gain trust and say, okay, I can trust Mark, Grace, Steve to be there when things get rough, when I really need help. But if they get in the back room and decide they're gonna handle COVID on their own and not talk to each one of us, I don't have trust in men like this. I don't, not at all. Because I found out later that other people were consulted about this and made a decision like that. That's wrong. Spiritually is wrong, and you're going to alienate people this quick in a time where the the people need to be together. So to me, you've all failed spiritually that way. Even if the decision was right, you failed. It's a different thing we're dealing with. And we are not ready to move on to selecting the elders in my book, because you will lose us three right away like that. I said it before. I'm saying it again because you're not taking this seriously. The question is: Let's do what God wants us to do. That means it's, you're going to be in territory you're not going to find
2: comfortable. Yeah. From I've been around leaders all my life, all my throughout my career and throughout the church and stuff too, and I I made it my point to learn from good leaders and from bad leaders. When I, uh, when guys made the rank of chief, um, anyway, I'll, I'll try to make it shorter, but when guys made the rank of chief, I would always put in their comments, my uh, um, that um, the people under you will make or break you as a good leader and always to remember that. And what I meant by that was, And what I tried to do, but was not always successful, because just like what you guys have been talking about, E4s, E3s, E4s, and E5s are intimidated by officers and chiefs, and senior chiefs and master chiefs. They don't want to come to them, because in the military, you do as I say, or you're going to be. So, I mean, it's a scary thing. But in order to get guys and gals to work for me, to do what I wanted them to do without question, and just know that I had their back, they had to trust me first. They had to have a relationship with me. And that was probably the most important thing for me as a chief. And I'm not saying that it isn't important for you guys, I know it is. What I'm getting at is that relationship, and and to me in the church, it's more important than in the military. To have that relationship where it's the most important thing for you, for us, for anybody to have that trust with each and every person. Um, it's important for the for the ministers to get to know every person in the congregation. And I've talked, me and Ty have talked a lot about that. And it's it's hard that right now because of COVID and stuff, but as elders, we have to be able to, to do that. We have to be able to... We can't be the one that's intimidated. We have to be able to go and establish relationships where, where we don't have relationships and just do it, um, whether it's comfortable or not. And we have to be willing to, to take those hits. And in the end, like I told the guys that, the guys and gals that work for me, it's my decision because I'm the one who's responsible for those airplanes. Um, but I have to take the input from all of. I have to know them well enough that they can and they have to know me well enough that they can trust me. And so that's that's what that's what I'm hearing from from what we're saying in here because of my experience with the military. And I've seen, like I said, I've seen good leaders and bad leaders, and the bad ones will just tell you, Hey, you're <clears throat> gonna do it regardless. You can't do that in the church. You can do it in industry, you can do it in the military, but you can't do it in the church. You have Sometimes people aren't gonna like it, but you gotta you gotta have that.
6: Obligation, duty to get sit down with a student and say, let's go through this. Let, you know, and, and I, I remember one kid that we were talking about the structure of a, a chemical and how you have different. You have an alpha linkage or you have a beta linkage, and he he was just not getting it. And I sat down with him, and finally he goes, what is beta? <laughs> He, he, he didn't know that word. And, and okay, and, and so he couldn't get the rest of the concept because he got stuck at that point. But uh, if I hadn't sat down with him, he wouldn't have felt comfortable
2: supervisors all the time for doing it because they said my place was to be in the office supervising the whole thing. I would get on the hangar deck and I would work with these guys. And, and it wasn't so that I, and, and, and normally I would say, you guys are in charge, I'm just going to get your tools or whatever. Just so I could be there and learn who they were, learn their personal lives. And in the military you don't have to do that. But I found I, the people that I learned from did it. Because they they wanted to establish that relationship so that these people would trust you and follow you anywhere. And um, it was, I mean, I'm not saying that's the way to do it, but like when we have different events and stuff, you guys, we're all there a lot of times helping and right there with it and stuff like that. But I, I didn't do it because they needed my hands to work on that engine. I did it so I could so they could learn who I was and I could learn who they were. They could learn <laughs> my <laughs> abilities and I could learn theirs.
7: So anyway, that was just the way I did it. But Can you I I ask another question? Oh, it's three. Three. Okay, um, <clears throat> And I'm sure this isn't the only thing, but Andy, you brought up several times about COVID and the way COVID was handled and communication with congregation or lack of communication. You brought that up passionately several times. Do you think, and so, so that kind of sounds like it's one of the crux of the matter that, that maybe uh, indicates other problems, too. okay. But do you think with, with Jeff and Grady in particular, I mean, I'm just gonna play it out there. With Jeff and Grady, they were in the roles builder at the time. Do you think that for you guys that that's That the relationship and the uh, (coughs) the ability to to serve under their leadership, do you think that's recoverable at this point? Yeah.
6: Yes, absolutely.
7: And what would have to happen for that to be recoverable for you?
3: Show interest in. The relationships of all people, so that I'm here when I hear I'm talking to Kenny or Rob or anybody. That I hear there's conversations going on at a deep level. Uh, I want to see a deeper knowledge of the truth. When we talk about knowing the deep truths of God, the, the hidden, the mysteries. What are those? I'd like to see you guys write down what those are. Also, there was a, a very important question on that list that we didn't get to, and that is. How do you train a church to be godly? I wrote all that out myself. And the questions you gave, I've thought through and out. But I have a huge advantage. I went through a lot of this stuff, in you go. You know, you're in a situation where you're telling people to speak up for Christ, in which they can lose their jobs, and that's all they've got. But they didn't have a lot of power until we sat with them through the war for a time. And they, they were <laughs> gas that we be running for our said, so, Nope. Not until the tank is blown up our house, we can move out of the way. That was miles away. So. But that, you have to. <clears throat> okay, let's get back. You guys are good men, very good. And, and uh, I appreciate Jeff for work, too, because I know he gets physically tired on his job, and he's still handling these things. Um, but a deep understanding of the word is essential. When you get up and say something before the church, there's the opportunity to share a deeper truth. Like the prayer after sermon, for instance. Um, you want to see that kind of thing happening. You see that kind of thing happening. So then I'm getting feedback from the others. Wow, these guys are really going out. They're sacrificial. They're taking their time. Things that cost. King David said to one guy, I would <coughs> take your gift. I would not offer on a sacrifice something that doesn't cost me personally. Paul is very quick to talk about the sacrifices and, and the persecutions that he was going through. There was a reason for that. People will follow you when they know that's that's the kind of life you're living. If it isn't costing. and it didn't hurt. Why would they follow you? Because following Christ will hurt is a cost of discipleship right off the bat. So if you share with me difficulties that, that you've had in, in following Christ, that's vital. Because if I understand Grady's gone through that, I know he identified but then him sharing that with the group, other people will say, hey, well, I've never thought to that, that's pretty rough. But he understands. So it's important to keep communicating those aspects, it's not bragging. Okay. No? You know, Paul says, "I'm out of my mind because he felt like he was boasting, but he's not. There was a purpose for that. Just like you have to communicate with your children. You know, it has to be just open, the flowy, they can say whatever they want and constantly Apologizing for where you're going wrong and what you're failing to do. That puts you on equal turf before the Lord. We're all on equal equal turf before the Lord. They've got to feel that. The weakest person in church has to feel that. Just like the youngest child has to feel that. Because teaching godliness is not a Sunday school program. Amen. Okay? I was hoping that somebody would be addressing that in those Sunday morning sessions. Nobody piped up on that one. Yeah, Kenny's waving his his head. Exactly right. Because it's not a church program. It's your life on the table before people that makes it worthwhile to follow. Paul could say to Timothy, come and join me in, in the sufferings of Christ. Can you say that? I would
6: need to see changes in behaviors and attitudes that reflect a, a firm trust in God rather than a man. Um, I believe that is quite doable. It's not necessarily easy. I, I firmly believe that our culture, our country, is in a terrible condition and that we are at where Satan's had a heyday. I think we need to understand our enemy. We need to think about that every minute of the day that we are in war and it's a serious battle. And I don't see that in the church. I don't see a serious attitude toward this war that we're in. It's, it's an ideological war. Um, it, it's very subtle because it's not uh, it's not tanks rolling down the street. It's, it's philosophy narcissists. So be it, but be willing to think about it, be willing to analyze it, and look at that perspective and say, okay, is this a possibility? Is this, Could this be true?
1: So, so I wanted to address several of the things that, um, well, really address the question that Mark had, and, and then... Um, of the things that were said. Um, So regarding the difficult uh, heart-wrenching decision about COVID several months ago, um, Jeff and I, as well as Ty and Dalton Matt, And we had talked one on one with several different people. There were a lot of people that were not willing to come into our fellowship church unless everybody was wearing a mask. And then there were some people who thought that masks were a joke. And I know that, and and I understand all of that, and so we have people on that are polar opposite on the political ideological but we all are Christians and so we together made a decision it wasn't meant to appear although it did appear to some people to be like a super um we have uh elders meetings along with ty and dalton on a regular basis and we don't come in we we never came into the meetings uh with a without input and without thought a lot of thought and a lot of prayer and so we made it we made that decision and, of course, the North Carolina governor made the decision, too, that uh, it was a mask mandate, you know. So, we made that decision, and we know that it was very unpopular, and we know that there's, um, you know, do all kinds of different thought processes, um, you know, against or for the decision. And one of the passages that i looked at in the bible uh, is the romans 14 passage about disputable matters and and basically that was that was kind of a guide i think there's people that are weak people that are strong about various issues and so that's, that was the basis for the decision. And I am very sorry that um, it was viewed as a secret type meeting. We did send out an email and talked about, and we talked about it, you know, in the auditorium about the thought process. So, anyway. And we, uh, I mean, I remember talking about it in, New Testament the disciples were you know very different people that all came together under the um, the love of Jesus so they were all very very different individuals very different ideologies and so we thought (coughs) that that was an important decision that we made and Um, and I know that it didn't go well, I know that. Um, regarding us sharing our weaknesses, and uh, I can think of pretty much almost everybody in the congregation that I've had very substantive conversations with, personal conversations with, in Bible class, um, I know that Jeff and I and others have shared our weaknesses and our struggles. Um, so, we need to do more. Is all I can think of. I, mean, I have history with everybody in this room. And, um, and most most of the people in this room is you know, more than five years, 10 years of really substantive conversations and um, some more than others. But, um, you know. so whatever whatever I need to do, to do better, I will. Um, And if if anybody wants to continue to have conversations and so forth with me, I'm I'm definitely willing to bear my soul. I have
4: I have done that quite a bit on a time. I think uh circle back, it's back it's to I'm sorry, great. I
1: thought you were oh I, I was saying that's all I'm about to say,
4: the opportunities that should be spiritual truths are things that get taught in a Sunday school lesson or, or something like that, it's, no, that's not it, and I, I agree with you, and I, I think from the discussions that, that this group has had, and it's been much more than just the last two or three weeks, right? I, I'm, I can say in conference, I, I think everyone, the, the five names that are up there, as well as ty and I can say with confidence that yeah, all these guys would agree with that statement. Yeah, that's not something that's talked in by some of school or anything like that. So, um, I it, it concerns me that that somehow that idea came across, as that, that is how, that's, that's what I heard. Any of you, you were i your head in agreement. Maybe you came away with that perspective as well, and that—that's concerning to me. If, if anyone has come away with the idea that, that this group feels that yeah, just just it's what gets taught about, some of these groups, that's, that, that's not it. Andy made some I thought fantastic comments two weeks ago here around mentorship. We had had a lot of discussion here around mentorship, and we were all saying the same thing. And I, but Andy kind of came behind and <coughs> summed it up really well. We should all be one another mentors. I, I learned from Dalton, I learned from Andy, I learned from everybody in this room in, in that respect. And you said that what I heard you say a few minutes ago, and I'm switching subjects I heard you say a few moments ago that you, you do feel every one of us should go and tell me if I, if I misunderstood. I heard you say that you feel that every one of us should go to every member of the congregation individually and talk about our weaknesses and, and I'll sum it up. Ensure that we establish a personal relationship with every.
3: script to say in Romans to the Romans, you know, I do what I don't want to do and, and I want to do the things I should do. And he struggles with sin. But that was very important. He's dealing with two two groups. And they could both look at him as <clears throat> his head Hodge is gonna call the shots. And, and what he's trying to communicate to them, no, we're all sinners. Romans 3 all have fallen short of the glory. And he makes it makes a point saying that. People who are leaders, just like we said earlier, can be very intimidating to those who are still growing, who are uncertain in their faith. So that's an important element. looks like it can be different. I've got relationships with guys at, at work, lots of them all from different faiths, because we're real, realistic about where we are in Christ. And that opens the door for open discussions all of them. With a guy who is circum Israel is all about to, you know about to come the, the end's gonna come to guys who are very sober minded, Pentecostal Baptists, I don't care. I don't know where they are in who Christianity and we, we, we communicate that well. <clears throat> and if I started talking about my past credentials, they might shut up in a hurry. But I don't have them do I'm And I'm struggling with the same thing those guys And that makes it safe for them. Paul can go around with an temple. Isn't that what Talmud He's standing under the feet of Gamaliel. Okay. Those are important <clears> things. <throat> But what I'm saying is that in the long haul, your your work is going to be all about that. If you're going to solve difficulty with someone who's struggling, they've got to be comfortable with you. If you have a relationship established, Steve was saying so important, you can work with it. I could confront the guys in Yugoslavia and Montreal and places because I had a relationship. On you know, equal page, and I was just a brother. I so said, You can't be doing that. You're going to hurt your, <clears throat> first your testimony, and you to hurt the church, and you're to hurt your, your soul. You can do that. And, and it's very important in leadership um, to have a good relationship with each other. Not because, <clears throat> I mean, you guys from here, and I know Jeff is not exactly from this area, but I know Luther and are you basically from here from East Carolina? I'm
2: from all, I'm from, I call East Carolina home, but um, <coughs> Okay, there's,
3: there's a, a cultural way that you can connect really quickly, like you take for granted that the spiritual really isn't there it's more cultural than it is spiritual and that gets tested when you're when you got a guy in a crowd <coughs> who came out of Islam and is a, a brilliant mature person who could be an elder and he's a totally different page than you and words mean different things, so you got to really work at communication. <clears throat> I have to work really hard to communicate here because same words mean different things, and, and I'm, with time I'm getting used to what it means to you guys. But it takes that, and in that process of learning and getting a relationship, you're going to find out where their gifts are, where their strengths are, what they fear. So you're going to know how to help them become leaders or develop their gifts and be part of the church. If you don't do that at all, you're going to miss people going to come and go because they're gonna find that nobody's connected with me, nobody's taking the time. Now, every person that walks in here is, is something that you have to invest in and a lot in. And if you're doing that. Where's the church will follow? But if you're not doing it. And so Yeah. But no, there's more other stuff that is. well not personally.
4: that answer the question you had, Luther? No. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so, <laughs> I mean, in, in, I a, a, in a way it does, I mean, uh, everything that you just said, uh, absolutely. Well, and so maybe, it's the, 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 emotion, and you, it's when you spoke earlier, technique. it sounded as though, you, you, to me, it sounded as though you felt that all of that that you just described must have
3: Church is not. You select a bunch of guys who seem to have some credentials and put them on a board together to make church decisions. That's not what it is. We're not church leadership. That's corporate, but that's not church. Just like the apostle said in Acts 6: Choose from among yourselves men who are full of the Spirit, and we haven't even talked about that yet. Full of the spirit and, and wise and have a good reputation to take on this task. So first of all, the entire church is involved. The entire church. Just say Acts fifteen And that council, circumcision, The entire church was involved. Sarah. That.
6: <clears throat> seeing it happened before the selection process. That this, that they were already spiritual Yes. because they were and yes. they were selected. Yeah. That's. What
0: Okay. All right, then let me interrupt, and then we will, if everybody's okay with it, I think this is a good segue into class. Mm-hmm. Well, all so right?
4: right we're time. So, before that, Luther, it seemed like you we were going to ask that question preemptively to them. another statement. Do you have another statement or do you want to pause there? My, so, I'll, my last point there is that like what I'm hearing, I don't disagree
3: I told one of our guys in New York who wanted to be a novel. Church is going to select you because you're already doing that. Right. You're already, your heart is there. You're already doing that. You've already shown yourself to be carrying flock in that way. You're, you're very passionate about the word and, and the people are living godly and, and you're helping them out and you're developing relationships and you're evangelizing you're doing. You're helping disciple them, which is different than just Sunday morning classes, and they they'll recognize you as leaders
1: already. Okay, let's 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 continue.